everyone, and welcome to the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 126. There are four quadrants. Four quadrants. I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and joining me today are three hosts for four quadrants, Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell. Matthew, Brenda, math is hard. (laughs) (laughs) You already got that double vision going there. (laughs) I don't even, yeah, the, you know, I, it's like that gif that you see of the lady thinking while all of the the numbers float in and around. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening right now. Some, some big brains will start counting from zero, but Ryan, the biggest of brains, starts counting from two. Two. (laughs) (laughs) I live in base three. And um, before we get any more confused, let's take a look at the news from the Atlassian cloud from the 30th of August to the 13th of September. A fairly light set of updates, beginning with the overall cloud platform where data residency is now available in Australia. Good day. So to help you meet company and regulatory requirements, you can now choose to have your in-scope product data hosted in Australia. As long as your product is eligible for data residency, Australia will now appear in the list of available locations alongside Europe and the United States of America. On the JIRA platform, single line and multi-line text custom fields have been renamed to short text and paragraph. Hmm. In an effort to align terminology across project types, Atlassian has renamed custom fields in company-managed projects to match those that are in team-managed projects. I would point out the team-managed projects are very flexible, so keeping language consistent between the two, well, that's good luck with that. Both project types will use short text for single-line text fields and paragraph for multi-line text fields. Now, since these are already the field names in the team-managed projects, no changes will be made there. Also for the JIRA platform, you can filter by components and labels in the timeline, list, and calendar view. And finally, for the JIRA platform, all of your notifications are now in one place, giving you another notification to turn off. Atlassian is updating how you view your in-product notifications. All of your notifications will show up in the menu, and now you can sort those notifications to show the ones you haven't read. They've also removed the ability to delete notifications so you don't have to worry about losing them. I really hope that they go away from your view quickly, though, because, man, do I hate old notifications. Ryan, do you remember that Twitter app, Hootsuite, that let us create columns, lists, and we could filter our tweets. Like, I feel like I'm needing Hootsuite for Atlassian at this point. Like, all my notifications keep getting more and more in one place. And I like, I, I really need something that I can sort of sequence these things out. Have you heard about Trello? <laughs> now that's a cool idea for a, a Trello power up. If we could take notifications, create a card for each one, filter it across the, you know, oh. you should get that base three brain going, Ryan. Oh. Use that. Oh, it hurts. Thing made. It hurts. It hurts. So if you're looking for a next project for your hack day, you're welcome. <laughs> That's, you know, you're welcome. Moving on to Jira service management. As of August 30th, 2021, no legacy automation will be available for a new Jira service management signup. So if you are signing up for Jira service management tomorrow, you won't have legacy automation. But that's okay. 
because you're getting new automation. So um, if you're an existing user, legacy automation won't be available for when you sign up for a new site, but your for your existing sites, your legacy automation experience isn't affected. And wow, that's it for the cloud these past two weeks. Everybody's off on summer holiday. <laughs> you know, who could blame them? It's nice. who are not off on summer holidays, you may be interested in a developer blog for generating a Java REST client for Confluence Cloud. Personally, that makes me want to take a summer holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Atlassian developer blog has a very detailed post on how to do this. Uh, Confluence's REST API has lots of endpoints with combinations of parameters it can be very confusing to have to write this from scratch every time. So if you only need a, a couple of Confluence API calls, or if you're talking to multiple APIs from multiple vendors, to make your life easier, you can use a code generation tool to write working code to call to Confluence. And this can save you a lot of time if you're doing this on a, on a regular basis. So this post goes through the process of generating Java code from the open API specification published by Atlassian, uses Swagger code gen, and then goes through an example Java application that creates a page in Confluence Cloud. Uh, it's pretty detailed. Uh, it gives lots of good reference links. Developers, if you're interested in this sort of thing, this is a really useful blog post for you. Um, walks you through generating this client code, running some commands to, to build all of this um, usable client project in a current directory, uh, configuring your code generation parameters, generating the code. It talks a little bit about version control. I mean, it's a very thorough article on, on the process for doing this. So we'll link to this in the show notes. It This is a specific example for Java, but it should work with other languages as well. Uh, so it, it's actually pretty thorough. Um, check it out if you're not on summer holiday and are interested in generating Java REST clients. On the subject of developing for Atlassian, uh, for those of you that work in Bitbuckets, um, be aware that Atlassian is deprecating Atlassian account password for Bitbuckets API and Git activity. Um, so starting, we're recording this on September 14th, effective yesterday, September 13th, new Bitbucket users will not be able to use their personal Atlassian account passwords when using basic authentication with the Bitbucket API or Git over HTTPS. You will now need to use Bitbucket app passwords. Users who had an Atlassian account prior to September 13th of 2021 will still be able to use their Atlassian account password to authenticate with Bitbucket API or Git until March 1st of 2022. So if you're setting up a new account, you have to use these app passwords. If you have an existing account, you'll have to phase over by March of 2021 or 2022. What year is it? What day is it? I don't know. So this will walk you through, and we'll link this in the show notes, the steps to create an app password. Um, this will also affect OAuth 2.0 resource owner password credentials grant flow and obtaining a two-step verification recovery token over SSH. So if those words are meaningful to you, 
you'll want to check out the article that we will link in the show notes. Have either of you met Grant Flo? <laughs> From Business Wire, we have the news that Atlassian has been named a visionary in the 2021 Gartner Magic Quadrant for IT service management tools. And now, when we first came upon this article, I was a little confused. I was like, wasn't Atlassian already on this? So I had to look back at 2020. Uh, and Atlassian's been in Gartner's Magic Quadrant, uh, you know, sort of display of reports for enterprise agile management for a long time. Um, but IT service management, they they haven't, you know, appeared on there. Uh, which has always kind of surprised me. Like, you know, they've, they've had your service desk for a long time. I know a lot of companies have been using the Atlassian suite for IT service management for a long time. But uh, over the last year, like they are now recognized uh, by Gartner, placed on the, the quadrant, and in particular, placed in the visionary quadrant, uh, which I think is very exciting. So uh, you can get a free copy of this report you can download it from here. I think one of the key things, uh, it, this is one of the three major beliefs that influence Atlassian's vision for ITSM. And the one that I think is particularly important, it's number three, right-sized cost-effective functionality is crucial. And that's one of the ones that when I'm talking with people always comes up because it's always this comparison of Atlassian and ServiceNow. And there's this recognition that, yes, yeah, ServiceNow is the powerhouse. It's the go-to for ITSM. It's the one that does everything but by virtue of doing everything, um, it is quite expensive and it, it does a lot that a lot of businesses don't quite need. And so I think the modular approach that Atlassian has taken I mean, really over the last 15 years, um, that modular approach to design and applications and you know, letting teams kind of pick the right tools uh, for them, but then having them all uh, operate well together and provide that transparency and that sort of end-to-end visibility and communication uh, on the same platform, uh, I think it's a winning strategy. And so uh, this year, um, they're in the visionary quadrant, uh, not too far off from leader. Wouldn't be surprised 2022, we're coming back to this, and they've moved on up. Uh, if, like me, you want to compare against last year's, um, we can see um, uh, some others, like Avanti, that have moved up and some that have dropped off. Uh, or move down. Um, so kind of interesting to track this year to year, but seeing Atlassian pop up in 2021, pretty exciting. Congratulations, everybody Atlassian for uh, this recognition. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll continue to see growth in this area in the coming years. to some news from Adaptivist, where on the Adaptivist library, you can exercise your rights and vote on the scripts that are most useful. So if you haven't headed over to library.adaptivist.com, we're going to link you here in the show notes. Head on over there, peruse the collection of scripts that are available, sign in, use the scripts, and let us know how they're useful by giving them a little up or a down vote. That'd be super great. <laughs> also from Adaptivist, over at docs.adaptivist.com, which is all of our product documentation, there is a new doc theme, uh, which is pretty exciting. 
Um, this has been kind of an ongoing project for a long time to unify Dashless product documentation uh, to a single website, uh, which happened earlier this year, and then to uh, sort of change the look and feel so it really feels like a, an adaptivist website, but also it's just more readable, easier to navigate, more consistent, handles code samples better, and uh, just a lot of other improvements. So take a look at docs.adaptivist.com where we are using scroll viewport from K15T for the theming. And the custom theme itself uh, actually built, uh, designed, and implemented by our friends at Brew Digital. Oh, wonderful. It's nice to hear about a little bit of uh, a little bit of cross-pollination there mentioning K15T. They're such good folks. I gotta say they've been tremendous help to us. Uh, and actually we'll be publishing a case study on their site soon about our documentation and the the theme that we've built. All right. Well, you can look for some links to those here. And finally, from Adaptivist, it's a sale. And you know, I just I am always doing my shopping. You, faithful listeners, can get six months free on the Adaptivist app of your choice on cloud or data center until the end of 2021, until the 31st of December. You got all the way to go, okay? This includes ScriptRunner for Jira, for Confluence, ScriptRunner for Bitbucket, content forwarding, formatting macros, forms for Confluence, community forms for Confluence as well. Now, you have to have a current or recently expired server license of one of these apps to qualify for a discount on the cloud or data center version of that same app. This discount can only be applied to a single product, so if you have multiple Adaptivist apps, you can choose which app you'd like to claim six free months of. All right, so uh, to get that discount, we're going to link you to the website in our show notes. And wow, yeah, that's it, team. There are four quadrants, and we have gone through five of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as always, it was a pleasure sailing the four C's with you all. <laughs> our math and our metaphors fall apart pretty quick. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you and hope that you don't mind sharing this podcast wherever fine podcasts are liked and shared. Make sure you're connecting with us on social media at Adaptivist. Let us know what you want us to talk about or if you've got an idea for a story. For Brenda Burl and Matthew Stubblefield, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll catch you next time on the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast, part of the Adaptivist Live family of shows. Now for a segue, segue, segue. <laughs>